This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Tommy Dreamer talk all about NXT, especially the main event with main roster. That's right, from the main roster, from Monday Night Raw, the Judgment Day, and Damian Priest in that Money in the Bank briefcase show up in the main event of NXT. Also, I give my very controversial top 10 greatest pro wrestling moments at Madison Square Garden. I'm sure you're going to agree and disagree. We talk about it right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Tommy, let's get into NXT from last night. And man, I got to tell you, Tommy, what a great story that was told in that main event last night with Judgment Day. Now, do I really think that Damian Priest was going to cash in his money in the bank briefcase for the NXT championship? No. But I thought it was, what a great distraction. And then you have Dragunov, who beat Braun Breaker earlier in the show clean to now be the number one contender for that NXT championship at the Great American Bash that's coming up. And Tommy, like, when it looked like Damian Priest, where there could be a possibility of that Money in the Bank briefcase to be cashed in, Dragunov makes sense, goes out there, because the last thing he wants is Damian Priest to cash in that briefcase. Because he's, he's now he's, he's the number one contender that's going going after Mello. I thought a really good story that was told in that main event last night. And again, the main roster being sprinkled in on NXT and doing great things. Example, last night. I agree. Um, and if you remember, Dave, and I was one of them with this whole judgment day when Edge was in there. And then when he quickly exited and then they kept on losing, uh, especially when Edge left, I was just like, man, that's going to hurt the Judgment Day. A lot of people were like, how come the Judgment Day keeps on losing? This is what I keep telling people where you have to sometimes trust the process. And this is one of the most over acts in professional wrestling. I would say heel acts. They're probably number two, but could be a number one. I mean, we had the bloodline that were heels but they are heel heels. Yep. Um, and I mean, they are, they main evented raw, they're main eventing NXT. Hell, let's bring them to SmackDown. Let a main event have a, the triumphant uh, threesome. The, the group in itself is solid. I love the beginning and this is our thread. And a lot of times in professional wrestling or you're watching a show, a lot of matches are made there's matches that are made on the show as well as what we call promotables or promotable matches. Hey, from last week, um, you know, you're going to see this or matches that happen within the show where this is why we're tuning in opening promo. I really enjoyed a coming home of, um, you know, the judgment day, pretty much everyone's career started there minus uh, dirty Dom, uh, by the way, I love the dirty uh, reference now yes. with Dom as well. It's getting over, but everybody had their story. And of course, you know, you wait for Dom to say something and then he gets booed out of the building just to get interrupted. Um, the mellow and the whoop that trick uh, chance throughout 
it's really, really cool to see all that happen. And then the payoff later was at the match. The match, Carmelo Hayes has been doing a great job. And also I got to give kudos to Trick Williams because uh, he's really, really stepping up and he needs to continue that way. My favorite part about it is, yes, they are an established good tag team, but we also have the NXT champion. I was never the proponent of, well, once, you know, let's split up a good tag team because one person is a singles champion. Here's two guys that could probably carry the ball with both titles. Um, I hope they never get called up to the roster and just going to be specific to um, tag team wrestling. I think you have two really, really good individuals that also are friends that also can tag. Look at me and you, Dave, we hang out. We, uh, we like to do things together. Hey, guess what? We're a tag team, but then we also go solos and we do our own thing. You don't like to watch sports. I like to watch sports. Um, and, and that's called a friendship. And I think, you know, both men carry and deliver so much and offer so much to the WWE universe. You saw that last night. It was a great match. Kudos again to trick Williams for stepping up Carmelo, man. He's, I, I love the mellow chance. And you could thank Carmelo Anthony for all that, but you've uh, totally stepped up and continue to show why it was a great choice to have you as the NXT champion because your work defines who you are. Your promo skills are really, really good. You're, the audience there loves you, but then, like you said, Dave, we're sprinkling in main roster talents, but also, I mean, he's had uh, some good performances on the main roster as well, so keep up that path. There's no more when they get called up uh, type of scenario. It's I appreciate that you're here. And if you're getting those little shots elsewhere, you can just continue to stay where you're at. Uh, did you mind the fact that it was Carmelo that got pinned last night in the main event? I did not. It also shows vulnerability for your world champion. It shows that, well, I mean, you now have the number one contender. Um, Dragunov and Carmelo have a personal issue. They're both kind of baby face, but now they have, Hey man, you accidentally punched me, you know, fighting for the title is the, you know, the ultimate prize in NXT, but now they have a little bit of a, you cost me on a bigger stage where I could have won this. I haven't beaten the judgment day. I mean, I think there should be one day where a match is, uh, Whoever wins gets called up. I think it would also might see where the, the NXT audience lies because they know they're going to lose a person. It's different as opposed to loser leaves. Winner gets called up. I like that idea. I like that idea a lot because now when it comes to NXT, it's almost like you're looking at whoever loses a match is most likely to get called up because the winner is most likely going to stay. So I really like that idea because it's, it's just all a different, under the, different yeah. premise to get to where you want to be. And it's all under the same umbrella anyway, Tommy. So why not do that? I think, you know, you're right. That diehard NXT fan isn't going to like that. And it, I think it opens up a lot of different possibilities. Okay, Tommy, when well, we come if back you did it, baby face, baby face, mm. they're going to cheer for everybody and bite on those false finishes like they never have been before because. I don't want to see either guy leave. Yeah. Interesting concept that I just came up with. I'm going to I, like my own retweet in my brain. There you go. <laughs> 
This is former UFC champion Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest-hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a SiriusXM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on SiriusXM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. Dragunov with that big victory over Braun Breaker. He is now the number one contender uh, for that NXT championship, which we'll see at the Great American Bash, Tommy. And Dragunov and, and, and Braun Breaker, you know, he's kind of on a losing streak right now, but I don't think losing hurts Braun Breaker at all. And, man, Braun Breaker has become such a great heel in the world of NXT. I agree. I mean, I really enjoyed him as a babyface, and it's kind of the NXT universe's fault for him turning heel because uh, you started to boo the guy, so you kind of fueled the guy that you're seeing. But I do enjoy this Braun Breaker as well. Um, that match last night was different. It was different from him uh, because of his opponent. Dragunov, uh, producer Paul, was the guy who kind of sold me on him, and yes, he's an incredible in-ring performer, but He's just, he has charisma. He can carry a promo. He's excellent in the ring. Has some amazing offense, different. And in this era to be different is something. Uh, the two of the, the guys, they tore it up last night. There was one point, this could be an, a completely other topic, but um, the DVD in the corner uh, where I feel that's a dangerous maneuver because of how your body contorts after delivering it there's such a high margin for error during it but it made me cringe and I don't cringe much but because I also don't want to see young wrestlers get hurt if it happened to me I'd be fine because I'm an old wrestler but um it's a really really high impact match and it was it was a different high impact match you know Dave it's a it's a different style the business is changing that also had like when Dragunov first charged him and I thought like, you know, normally you'd have these fast paced up matches that he'd be involved in right away, catches the boot yeah. and it didn't slow down. It was just a different pace. It was intense. I thought both men had great showings for themselves. We have a new number one contender. Another thing that I really, really liked about it was the promos leading up to it. Promos are key. It's key for also getting those reps, but believability for a match importance of the match when it's also not the main event where we've normally seen Braun Breaker. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. I would also sometimes like to see it's so, you know, in watching all these documentaries, there's such little nuances that have been lost because of big production, but <clears throat> literally a guy tying his boots and being interrupted by an interviewer. It's so simple. And if you think about big fight feels or press conferences, like I'm watching the Iron Sheik win the world title as he's doing it right from the curtain. And what do you see happening while Lord Alfred Hayes is interviewing him? People walking in and out of the curtain. And it's so like if that happened today, they'd go bust, bust the set because but no, that's real. Yep. And, you know, in fight, think about now what we see during games, mic'd up players, mic'd up managers. We have guys talking and then they're 
you know, they're not on the field and you'll hear like, oh, there's a home run and you'll hear the bench celebrate. It's happening in real time. So sometimes I don't mind, you know, and it doesn't have to be sorry for the interruption, but it's just like, you know, Braun Breaker, what are your thoughts going into this match? Boom. It also gives an interviewer more reps if, you know, we have McKenzie and she does an amazing job, but it also gives somebody else more reps that maybe that you want to do that with right then and there. Agreed. And, 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 I, and I like the realism of it, and it makes you feel like you're a part of the moment. And I think NXT is capturing that. Like NXT is, and I don't mean this as a knock, and I know it's going to come across like a knock, but I don't mean it to be. It's very unbalanced where there is, we all know it's a developmental show and there's segments and there's promos and there's matches where it's like, man, it reminds me that, hey, this is developmental. But then there's promos and matches, Tommy, where it's like, wow, this is really good. And it doesn't feel like I'm watching a developmental show. Like, does that make sense? It just feels very unbalanced in that way. No, David, it's a great call. Here's why because it's exactly what you just said it is. You have a, a package with a Gigi Dolan. That woman can talk. That woman is an ex. Oh, another great thing I thought they did in NXT, the wrestlers in the back watching what they're ta- being said about them. They're watching it on their tablets. That's how people watch it. Or they're sitting at the monitor. Gigi Dolan's promo or a vignette that airs, and then they immediately went to the reaction. Yep. The reaction wasn't as good as the promo, but that's because Gigi is a better talker than the girl she's talking about where you have those things. But that's how, again, how they have to get those reps. You're a hundred percent correct. And I mean, it's also at times, you know, if you're watching, there's places that don't have major league teams, but then when a player gets hurt and they get called down to the minors and like, Oh, I got to see, you know, Derek Jeter play for the Staten Island team or the Brooklyn Cyclones. It's where you're getting those reps. But then there's also people where, you know, if you talk about the Yankees, you know, their shortstop, Anthony Volpe, 19, 20 years old, he's going to get called up right away. But where are they cutting their teeth? Where are they learning how to be a big leader, leaguer or in these places? And you see it. There's, I think, a great example of what you saw, what you're talking about, uh, Cora Jade in her match. And you're like, okay, I could see where her opponent, but they've also said her opponent is new. Yes. And then from there, the world of wrestling for crying out loud for first. (laughs) Correct. Yeah. And then from there you have Dana Brooke get in the ring and Dana is, you know, uh, almost waiting for Cora Jade. So it's just, that's the mix. It's an amazing mix to have. I, I do. I love NXT. I really enjoy the show, but I also enjoy, watching that youth grow um for the the stacks match i thought that was a really really entertaining match the people weren't really into it until when you heard the guy from prison say it over the air and then the people got into it or even an act that i totally don't understand is the you but the people the the people are so into chase you I'm really into Thea Hale and her time is not yet because, but she's over in that world. And I've noticed her since, because she was so different. I liked her hyperness. I liked, 
she is a character, but she's also a character that could work. And when you're also being trained with the same people, you're going to also kind of, I mean, do this all. I've said this before. A lot of times, thank God it changed. The wrestlers were all kicking out at the same cadence. I was watching kickout class instead of watching a wrestling program. But now I'm watching wrestlers do their stuff differently. Trust me, different will get you to the main roster or different will make you excel in NXT. And like I said, praise being in NXT because it's really, you're going to get that time. You're going to get those reps, but that is the balance that for the people behind the scene and the coaches and all that stuff, they have to really balance creatively. It's a beautiful balance to deal with, but also when you get, talent that are young and hungry and they want to do it you're actually seeing these talent perhaps in the prime of their career because who knows what's going to happen when other eyes get into them but trial by error you can't have error once you're in the main roster it really does remind you and you mentioned this before like kind of like minor league baseball you know you you and i tommy threw out the first pitch for a Sussex Miners game here in New Jersey, in in the area where I live, everybody's wears the Sussex yeah. County Miners T-shirts and hats. Like that team is big time in the area where I live. It's a minor league team. Like you don't see a lot of Yankee hats or Med hats. It's all about the Miners. But it's minor league. When I watch a Miners game, you see a lot of the inconsistencies. There are players that are on that field that are minor league ball players and may never make it to the majors. But then there's certain players that, man, you look at them and you know they're going to be major league players. And then from time to time, what do you see, Tommy? Certain major league players being called down and have to play minor league baseball. Like, But at the end of a game, and a, a game is tied or there's a game-winning home run, it doesn't make it any less exciting because it's minor league but you feel that allegiance with that team. And I feel that's the same thing with NXT. And I, I think, got, uh, I, I'm sorry. No, you're right. It's, it, it's, it's that bond that the fan has with this brand. Hi everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's daily bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports, NFL, Baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. The top 10, my opinion, the top 10 greatest moments in the history of Madison Square Garden, Tommy. At number 10... I have the Dynamite Kid Tiger Mask, 1982, August 30th, for the WWF Junior Championship. I'm happy it's uh, on your list because it has uh, held up through the annals of time. I went and I I remember seeing it it for the first time at Madison Square Garden, and I was just like, what are these men doing? I couldn't get enough of it. And, you know, I went back and I watched it again a couple days ago. I actually tweeted it out, Tommy. Um Dynamite Kid, unknown, in front of that Madison Square Garden audience. You could probably even say the same thing about Tiger Mask. There's probably a portion of the audience that knew Tiger Mask, but I don't know if the majority did. You could tell when they do the introductions, there's really no crowd response. By the Mm -hmm. middle of that match, they have the crowd hooked. The crowd is going crazy. Think about that. And the match, Tommy, seven and a half minutes long. It wasn't even a long match. And, you know, you look at it and you're like, 
well, Dave, you know, this is everything like, you know, that bully and everybody preaches about high spots. And is it a high spot match? Absolutely. But you've never seen anything like that. But Dynamite Kid sells like crazy to Tiger Mask in that match, Tommy. So at number 10, and it really changed the landscape. So at number 10, Dynamite Kid, Tiger Mask from August 30th, 1982. Dave, if at- I could just one more time, like first time I ever saw, a, <clears throat> excuse me, a suicide dive, that match. Um, you saw things that you had never seen before. So when there are first and it's, you know, at the biggest arena in the world, it's going to be remembered. Um, I'm sure they happened before, but I mean, I could still tell you the first time I saw a man jump from the top rope to the floor, uh, was Mondo Guerrero in the AWA. And I was blown away that he jumped probably into the fourth row, but it was the first time I had seen it on television. Or the first time I saw Randy Savage pile drive Ricky Morton legit through a table because the table didn't break and they went through it. I was like, this is, I've never seen anything like this. Now it's a common occurrence. You know, you, we may see some wrestlers do three dives to start off their match and there's nothing wrong with it, but it's also part of some guy's repertoire just to do three suicide dives, uh, you know, a low pay, a toe pay and a high pay. I remember seeing um, July 15th, because it was on my birthday, July 15th, 1984 at the Meadowlands, Jimmy Superfly Snuka and Roddy Piper. And Jimmy Snuka does a suicide Dive dive on Roddy Piper. And and the place goes insane because you've never, you know, seen anything like that. And like you said, now it occurs in the middle of the match and it doesn't get much of a response at all. So that's my number 10. At number nine, um, and obviously because of the impact that it made in the world of pro wrestling, Rocky Maivia's debut uh, at Survivor Series 1996. You know, you know the response, not great, but why are you looking at me like that? His debut? What? What, what, do, you, what do you mean? Most memorable? Well, you don't think that when you look at what's happened after that and the history and how – impressive his career became you don't think that's a top moment in madison square garden history highly highly debatable i mean the rock has given us so many great moments hopefully there's more on your list but i don't know about his debut being that because it's yes he debuted there i don't know because i mean why can't you say the same thing about taz unless taz is on your list taz and the rock became different performers taz had a much better match wait wait a second though you can't. I love Taz, and Taz is great. But you're not. You're not comparing Taz to The Rock, are you? No. But what I'm comparing is their debuts. I don't think the debut is that spectacular. But I, it's your list. But, but, you're but, asking but, my opinion. Yes. In in the moment, you know, you don't realize it. But the history behind it, and what it became, and what The Rock became, I think you look back at that moment as an extremely significant moment in pro wrestling and at Madison Square Garden. Highly disagree. Paul, our producer, is shaking his head as well. No? I just feel like it's it's top ten moments in the moment. You, what you're looking at Correct. is, like, retroactively and, like, their importance. So, like, to Tommy's point, like, Taz's debut is probably a bigger moment in the moment than Rocky Maivia in a ten-man Taz tag. debuted. 
when Taz debuted, you thought he would have become the Absolutely. Rock. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know what? How he had that debut. This is why we do these lists. Well, exactly. Have debate but, and to cause I would just get white out and get rid of that pick. But hey, that's anyway. Does someone right. have a delaminator around handy? No, Don't my piss on my laminated list, pal. Isn't that somebody's finish? Uh, all right. All right. We we agree to disagree. At number eight, and again, this is something that's kind of forgotten. So it's almost the opposite of the rock debut. And that is Ring of Honor in New Japan selling out Madison Square Garden for the G1 Supercard. You know, Tommy, we made a big deal. Like the stronghold that the WWF slash WWE had at Madison Square Garden for decades and decades going back to the 60s. And then to have another promotion come into Madison Square Garden to sell it out almost immediately for the world of pro wrestling, I think that was a significant moment. Ring of Honor in New Japan selling out uh, Madison Square Garden. Okay. I get an okay from Tommy Dreamer. All right, at number seven. How was the so overall it, card? I thought the I, I thought it was very good. I thought it was a very good show. And it was sold out. The crowd was hyped. You know, it was a lot of time the first time that American audience was able to see a lot of those new that new Japan talent. Nice. I I but for me it's more about an outside promotion selling out Madison Square Garden. The historic significance, I guess. Yes. Okay. Just like my number nine. Uh, at number seven, uh, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, WrestleMania 10, the Intercontinental uh, title ladder match at number seven. Off the charts. Changed, changed the biz. No doubt about it. And a lot of these, a lot of these moments did change the business. At number six, this one's a, a little bit off the wall, so I want to get your take on it, is Bruno San Martino losing to Ivan Koloff. January 18th, 1971, after being champion for eight years. Mm, I wasn't there, but yes, changed the business. And really, like, a shock at that time as well. Yes. I mean, we've compared it. For those who were around and fortunate enough to be around, it was it was Brock beating The Undertaker. A lot of, so far, Tommy, you've seemed very unimpressed by my top ten Madison yeah, Square okay, continue. List. All right, at number five, another moment that's kind of forgotten, Tommy, except when you, myself, and Mickey talked about it on an episode of Busted Open. At number five, the brawl to end it all. July 23rd, 1984, Wendy Richter and the Fabulous Moolah. Over nine million people watched that match between the Fabulous Moolah and Wendy Richter. Can you think of another match in the history of women's wrestling with more significance than that one? At the moment, the most watched event in MTV history. You can make the case the most watched women's championship match ever. Even now. Can we say that there's a women's match that's watched by almost 10 million people? Probably a WrestleMania, but mm. a WrestleMania main event. I but you know why, know. David? It wasn't treated as special because, but yes, everything you're saying in the historic significance of wrestling, I would agree. And, and the other thing, Tommy, pretty much forgotten about. 
How many times do you ever hear the brawl to end it all even mentioned? Now, the war to settle the score happened later, and a slight increase, and that was Hogan and Roddy Piper, a slight increase ratings-wise, but over 9 million people tuned into MTV to watch Wendy, Wendy Richter against the fabulous Moolah, Wendy Richter winning the championship to the point where a lot of people think that Wendy Richter beat the fabulous Moolah at the first WrestleMania. Not true. It happened uh, live at Madison Square Garden on MTV, the brawl to end it all. Okay. Continue. Again, Tommy does not impressed by my top 10 Madison Square Garden moments. Nine million people tuned in to watch Wendy Richter against the fabulous Moolah. And you're like, okay. Uh, I get it, but I don't know if I'm understanding. Your list is kind of all over the place. Why is it all over the place? Because if this was, tell me if if we're, what is the topic of your list? What is the, what is your headline? What is the top Top 10 10 moments? Okay. As opposed to top 10, it's kind of leading me down this top 10 historical Madison Square Garden moments. What is in moments about history? Yes, but it's different. Like you're saying the Rock's debut that was just kind of flat and not when you're there in the moment. But how many times is that? How many? Let me ask you this time. But that's history as opposed to when you're there. How, I, I understand that, but how many t- that moment now has become special? It's shown all, probably more than any other moment. You see that moment of Rocky Maivia debuting Are you kidding at Madison me? Square Garden. Continue. Number four, number four the Superfly Leap. Jimmy snuck off the top of the cage against Don Morocco. Now that's one. Yeah, baby. Are you saying that's number one? Or... No, that's one. Oh. So you agree with that at number four? Jimmy stuck his. Well, I got to hear your three, two, and one. All right, but you know what though? What? As special as that moment is, the image of Jimmy Snook on the top of the cage at Madison Square Garden against Bob Backlund is probably the most iconic image. But the moment of Jimmy Snooker jumping off the top of the cage against Don Morocco probably more significance. Am I right or wrong? Because one he hit and one he missed. That's true, but the but the when you're talking about the uh, SmackDown from this past Friday, what moment did they show on SmackDown? They showed yep. they showed the image of Jimmy Snook on top of the cage against Bob Backlund, and not the one with Don Morocco. Controversy already. Well, that's again the narrative. What's a better shot as opposed to what you remember? Um, crazy people like you and I will say that's not the shot. Or they messed up in the Rocky video. Those are what crazy people discuss. You know what I also remember? Remember the steel cable that went across the top of the cage? Yes, great, great call, Tommy. That's forgotten. Mm Mm-hmm. Technology. Technology. I remember they would also, like, do interviews or just show them putting up the cage and, like, these old ring crew people are setting up the cage. There it is, baby. By the way, I'm showing in the Zoom box. This is the image that they showed on SmackDown this past Friday. It's the iconic image of Jimmy Snook on top of the cage. But again, this moment was against Bob Backlund, and Jimmy Snooker missed. He jumped and steel he missed. Steel cable. Look at the steel cable. Do you know how hard that is to, number one, do that? And then those steel cables are pressing against your ankles. 
Now we all have that when we cut our back of our ankle because of our sneaker. Now press thinking that if that happens and uh, Dave, can you look at that picture? Did Jimmy have tape on his ankles there? Let me bring that. Let me get that image back out. Uh, I cannot tell. I don't believe he does. Okay. Remember when he also went from white tape to electric tape? Revolutionary. Yes, he was. And you know what? I'm going to post that image on Twitter because it is one of the most iconic images of all time. But people mistake that image with the match with Don Morocco, but it was against Bob Backlund, which was earlier in 1982. The match with Morocco was in 1983. They're messing with our minds. Freak out, freak out. Number three, Austin stuns McMahon. September 22nd, 1997. How about this? That also, a lot of people don't don't realize this. That was the first ever Raw at Madison Square Garden. Great moment. Number three on my list. All right, so now you're starting to, all right, now we're well, getting no, you just, because you're just, <laughs> you like what I agree with you. When I disagree with you, I'm wrong. I didn't you're say you're wrong. Friggin' lunatic. I these lists, nobody's wrong in these lists. Four these and are, three so far are good. They're your best. You don't agree with the nine million people tuning in to watch Wendy Richter against the fabulous Mula at Madison? The Square more Garden? you say it, you're not going to change my mind, David. Okay. You are or wrong, with sir. the rock being on that list. All right. His so debut. All right, so you're gonna condemn. I think we have to. Of- we have to get a relaminator. I think the nation is gonna give us so many more great moments. Eight seven seven three four 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 eight nine three eight seven seven fight ninety three. I want to hear those moments from the busted open nation. Number two, Hogan beating the Iron Sheik, January twenty third, nineteen eighty four. Starts Hulkamania. I was there. It was awesome. It was amazing. Cut the electricity with the knife. How about I, again, watching the Sheik documentary? Match was only five minutes. I remember it being short, but not that short. But I also remember, and I tell you this from when I see, when I'm as a performer and I see when fans are standing, I know I have them. And I remember why, because at that moment, I stood the entire time. And I think I was doing weird things with my legs, like I'm running in place, but my feet are still on the ground because I'm so excited in my Sears corduroys that had when you're a little heavy, the anti-chafing in between. That's a whole other story for the heavy, for the heavies uh, out there. Shout out for the heavies. Uh, Yeah, it was a great moment. Again, it's hard for me to watch that match because they changed the music. Hogan came out with Eye of the Tiger. And it's perfectly, if you watch the original match, it's 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 embedded in your brain because the movements of Hogan to the music is absolutely perfect. The way he comes out of the curtain right at the perfect time, right out of the tunnel. It's 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 amazing and it's an amazing moment. Can you guess? And if what you remember was- watching it at home, what do you remember? American made him standing like a statue and then making the sign of the cross. And you hear the music going again. Not everything has to be so there was a person in the background. How many times did we see? Chief J Strongbow or yep. Andre the Giant just laying against the wall waiting to go watch this match. Yep. Um, amazing moment, and Paul killed that for all of yeah, us. By the way, because he changed the stupid music. ass. Can Before you get to number one, can I? Uh, I'm going to tell you the uh, world class, the 
missing link bang your head video. Oh yeah. You want to kick Paul in the nuts repeatedly, just open up his legs and just punt him like three times. Uh, go watch the music that he picked for that. <laughs> you, you would probably break your television. I can't, I can't watch Peacock. I only, I only, honestly, I only watch Peacock for the premium live events now. Uh, whenever I watch like any of the old territory wrestling, I just either bust out my old DVDs that were once VHS tapes or uh, I go to YouTube. I can't watch it on Peacock. They ruined I'm it. watching it last night and then all of a sudden I'm tired. I was up at 620 yesterday. I'm exhausted. I've had a lot of things going, a lot of things breaking in my house and I'm just getting ready to go to bed and then the missing link video comes on and I just wanted to beat up Paul. That's all yeah. I wanted to do. Another Paul I wanted to beat up. Continue. Number one, number one, um, the first WrestleMania. WrestleMania one at Madison Square Garden. No particular match, just I, would, I, I mean, you're gonna probably say it's again, it's moments. I guess you would have to say the the main event, but the first ever WrestleMania at Madison Square Garden. Oh, you're so crazy. Um, I think you know what? Yeah. If I had to pick a moment when Tito Santana hits the flying forearm. How about that? All right. Okay. <laughs> there you go. He just threw his. He just threw his. You know uh, what? This is what laminated doing, list. This is what I just he did. Threw with my it like in list. the Hannibal Lecter movie when Jodie Foster walks in. Get out of here! Oh, that's that's no, that's the yeah, yuck, <laughs> yuck. That's, you know, are you not? Are you now seeing the errors in this list? No, I, I, I stand by my list, but obviously everybody has their own take. He crumpled up his laminated list, threw it, and it sprung back back at him like a boomerang. That's right, because that's laminated. God saying, you know what? Your list is good, Dave. Keep it and put it back in your and put it back in your trapper keeper. I want to know that what the nation bullshit. thinks. The nation's gonna get it. Exactly. Brett versus Owen, Sergeant Slaughter, Pat Patterson. This is just off the top of my head. I don't know that little thing uh, with the Dudleys fat man fell off the top of Madison square garden through a bunch of tables. There's a lot. The war to Again. settle the score. Triple H returns but, but on raw. John Cena, but, but at the, the rumble. There's a, lot of things. Oh, I think the rumble. there's a lot of things. It's all obviously right, so Rob Van Dam. You know what? Then come up with your own top 10 list and give it to me. All right. <laughs> when Eight, you seven, host seven. your own show, you can yeah, do your own your, list. Hey, when, how dare you all disagree with my list? I, it's fine to disagree. That's why we do shows like this. Nation, I want to hear from you. I want to see it on Twitter. You, Tell what me what other, you think what about this. All, right, all right, obviously you hate the Rocky Maivia, you know, because you hate the Rock. But, like, name name, name another, you know, I know you, you, can't, you can't get over, you know, uh, Tooth Fairy and Game Plan, which was complete shit. Don't forget it doesn't about, matter like, what you think. Forget about walking tall. What other what other moment do you not like from this list that you don't think deserves to be on the list? I need to reassess your list. I literally just said other matches in the moment that were bigger than the one that you had. Sergeant uh, that, Slaughter, Iron Cheek. You can make the case. Bloodbath. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. 
go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.